improve their communication skills so they can help more people and help people more. I'm your host, Dr. Martin Harvey. I'm a chiropractor and I'm an expert in communicating the value of chiropractic. So welcome to episode 15 of Under the Influence. Today I'm going to be talking all about talking chiropractic in social situations. Before that though, just a few extra things that I just wanted to touch base with. I had a lot of emails and a couple of Facebook messages about the whether I should do the communicating uh, chiropractic to improve patient care workshop as a online program and I'm getting a lot of positive vibes. If you want to be in on the loop on that, um, please hit me up with a message. I also had a question regarding the online programs because there's quite a few of them and I haven't perhaps uh, named them in a way that makes it super clear that there's a specific order that you should do them. It's because there isn't a specific order. They were all designed to solve a different problem um, or, or boost a different area of your communication. Having said that, I think that there's three areas that I would really suggest people kind of launch in if they're new to my approach. That would be looking at the difficult situations workshop, which is really handling the communication when communication is hard, when people have a reaction, when people doubt chiropractic, when people challenge you, or you don't know how to handle somebody who has expectations of a very limited amount of care when they have a need for a very high amount of care. All those sort of things. And the idea there is if you've got the communication skills to handle difficult situations, it makes everything else super easy, builds your confidence, and you feel a whole lot more bulletproof. Another really great place to start is the retention recipe, which is about how to start off a care plan in a way that sets things up for long-term retention. So it's not prescriptive. If you've got an established way of doing the first phase of care, the first 12 visits that you're happy with, this really shows what the key points are that you need to have in there to really set things up so that people have a frame of reference for the experience that they have to help take them through those phases or levels of health awareness. So a lot of people coming in at a symptomatic level of health awareness, um, then bridging that to a functional or preventative level of health awareness and then moving people on ultimately to a performance level of health awareness where they realise that how your body works influences everything you do and most importantly it influences the things that you have to do, love to do or see as your role or identity to do. And so that's really the structure of the retention recipe. It's got a template or templates in it that you can apply straight away and it also integrates with uh, most of the, the most common ways that people tend to do the first few visits. The other one that can be a really useful place to start is the daily interactions workshop, which will show you a five part or five step process that you can do in seconds. Um, really, it doesn't add any extra time. In fact, saves you time on the daily visits, but allows you to really effortlessly have a individualized communication um, or interaction with everybody you see on every one of their adjustment visits. So 
Moving on from there, the topic of today's podcast was really prompted by an email that I got from Aaron Forrester, who's a chiropractor in Perth. Now he was talking about, he remembered me talking in a previous podcast, I think on Angus Pike's Marketing Your Practice podcast, which if you're not already listening to, I would highly recommend, about how sometimes because we're in our own little paradigm and zone within chiropractic that sometimes we can come across as a bit unhinged in social situations and when i talk about social situations when i'm teaching chiropractors um, at seminars there's a few different responses to social situations there's some chiropractors who feel completely at ease talking chiropractic in a social situation they feel like they've got a groove that they can fall into and it just it doesn't come across as overly preachy and they also not don't feel uncomfortable if people are coming to them with different perspectives of what chiropractic is and then there's people who feel really uncomfortable with it and often that's because they don't know how to find that balance of uh, allowing people to to have a current perspective and then sort of offering them a different perspective So questions that I often get are things like, how do I explain chiropractic so that my friends or my family get it? Or, uh, you know, how do I explain chiropractic so that it it sort of connects with people or it doesn't sound awkward or salesy or almost evangelical? Or how do you handle it if somebody says, you know, you're a backcracker or all those sort of things? Because social situations, there's a couple of dynamics there that make them particularly tricky. One if you there's a social norm often in these situations whether it's you know you're at a networking event or you're at one of your kids uh, school events or you're just meeting people at a party or whatever one of the most common sort of get to know you questions is so what do you do and when you say you're a chiropractor the challenge with that is that you're preloading in their mind whatever their current understanding of chiropractic is. And because chiropractic has quite a distorted perspective in the public's understanding, that's not always the message that you want, is it? Um, but if we come across as correcting people, we've, we've already established a, a number of different ways uh, that making people wrong isn't necessarily a great way of winning them over to your perspective. And, but then just kind of letting it go with allowing people to have a misperception feels like in some way you're selling out or you're not doing what you could do. And I think there's a certain truth to, you know, certainly the way that I've built my practice is by having a presence in a community. I don't do a lot of or don't really do any external marketing, but I'm well known and involved in a lot of things in our community. And so a lot of people who come to see me are people who have met me and understood what chiropractic is through social interaction. So I think that there is a really good way, or it's a really valuable way to be able to feel confident in social situations, bringing up the chiropractic conversation and in an elegant, nuanced way, kind of leading it in a direction where it inches or or transforms, depending on where what they're available for, their understanding of chiropractic. Now, part of the challenge with this is that if we think of people, all of us existing on a continuum of extroversion versus introversion, <coughs> excuse me, in general, extroverts are going to feel much more confident with the uh, the concept of bringing their perspective to the party of sort of enforcing, well, no, that's not what chiropractic is, this is what I do. 
Um, whereas introverts are going to be much more sensitive to the other person and not wanting to make them wrong and so are more inclined to let people maintain a misperception of chiropractors as backcrackers or quacks or not real, whatever the, the misperception is. Now, there's a real paradox when it comes to introversion versus extroversion. I mean, there's a lot that's misunderstood. At its core, we often think of introverts as shy, whereas that's not really the case. It's more that they are, where they get their energy from is they need time alone to kind of recover their energy, whereas we extroverts tend to need to interact with people to really feel energised. And a lot of time by ourselves, we start to feel a bit sluggish and understimulated. Um, having said that, part of the paradox is that when it comes to communication, extroverts tend to have a high level of confidence in their ability to communicate and a low level of effectiveness because they're not sensitive to the other person. They're not sensitive to how the other person's interacting or receiving the message. And so in a lot of ways, introverts have, a, have the reverse. They lack confidence often in their communication, but they're often very effective because they're very tuned into how the other person is receiving it. So social situations, because there's a norm that it's just sort of nice to get along and it's often in a circumstance like, you know, at your kid's school function or wherever where there's other people who are impacted if you come across as a bit of a douche. Um, so it sort of ramps up that need to feel kind of okay and comfortable. And I've spoken previously about if we look at it from a, an evolutionary psychology perspective, we are wired to be very sensitive to social awkwardness because if you were a hunter-gatherer, which we're kind of genetically programmed to be, being ostracised socially, upsetting social norms feels very dangerous because if you're a hunter-gatherer, you could be banished from the tribe and that would be almost certainly death. So we often sort of have this distorted feeling that socially awkward things are a social death and that, that, that we disproportionately feel stressed by them. So how can we manage that? How can we look at these social situations, elegantly make sure that we don't make them super, super awkward and also communicate a better perspective around what chiropractic is? So the first thing is if people, if you say you're a chiropractor and you don't get the response that you want, telling people they're wrong isn't the best way. So one of the ways that I suggest people approach this is with what I would call a qualified or a non-qualified introduction. Now some of the technology around this I introduce because it's often useful to understand what the influence literature says, but don't get too hung up in what, what each of the individual terms work. We're going to at the end just go into how you do them and that's probably the take-home message. So what these are all about is that if we want to successfully communicate a new idea to somebody who has an existing idea, we first of all have to sort of empty out some of their certainty and their current understanding. That, that metaphor of if a glass is full, if you want to put more into it, you have to empty something out. Um, is kind of applicable here. So if people already, and most people do have an opinion on what chiropractic is, and most of that isn't true. So we, we want to kind of do something a little bit unexpected. And there's two basic ways that you can do that. One is what's called a pattern interrupt, where we say something that doesn't fit the pattern of what the person's expecting. Um, and the second one is what's called a knowledge gap, where we let the person, or that we be, 
uh, say something that makes the other person realize that there's a piece of information that they don't know what it means. So I'm gonna, they're, they're slightly different. A pattern interrupt um, is a harsher version of the same thing. Um, a knowledge gap is um, slightly more subtle. So if we were looking at a uh, communication in a social situation, we came to that question of what, uh, what do you do? The real extreme end of that where you would really say something unexpected and empty a lot of their current understanding or, or give a lot of space for I don't know what that is, is you could do a non-qualified introduction which would be something at the real extreme where I know um, some chiropractors who would say I save lives through the power of the chiropractic adjustment. A more subtle version of the same would be something like I help people's bodies work better. Now the advantage of these is that they really don't preload any of that chiropractic understanding. They create a big pattern interrupt in the sense of we normally respond to what do you do with kind of the title and it's expected that people understand that at first glance and so these are very very much a pattern interrupt. Now the challenge with is the more abruptly you upset the pattern the easier it is to come off as self-important and a bit douchey. Now Different cultures have a different experience of that. Say in a culture that is more explicitly self-promoting, like in say American um, culture, then it's less abrasive. Whereas in uh, cultures like say Australia, where that sort of thing is seen as being a bit, I guess, arrogant or self-aggrandizing, you have to be a little bit more nuanced. So turning it up or turning it down could be the way to go. The approach that I tend to use in these situations is what I would call a qualified introduction, where you use the term chiropractor, but you use a different term in front of it that creates a knowledge gap of, I know what a chiropractor is, but I don't know what that other part is. So if you had a practice that saw a lot of kids, you could say, I'm a kid's chiropractor. Or if you were somebody who saw a lot of sports people, you could say, I'm a sports chiropractor. Often though, I think the best ones here are ones that, where the term is a little bit vague because it creates more of a knowledge gap. Because if you had a picture of chiropractic as being for people with back pain and somebody said they were a kid's chiropractor, the first response might be, oh, well, I'm assuming they just see a lot of people, a lot of kids who have back pain. Or the sports equivalent might be, I assume they see a lot of sports people who have back pain. And it doesn't really necessarily create the same degree of knowledge gap as something that would be what I would call artfully vague. So the, the versions that I would suggest there would be something like, I'm a wellness chiropractor. Um, or the one that I tend to use most, because it's I think I feel like wellness chiropractor worked really, really well 10 or 15 years ago, but now, wellness has a meaning that I, doesn't necessarily align with what I mean by it. So I use the term, I'm a proactive chiropractor. And it opens up a discussion, and that's really what we want if we want to be able to communicate the value of chiropractic. So the first step then, if we're wanting to communicate the value of chiropractic is to not make people wrong. The second uh, version is to do something unexpected, either with a knowledge gap or with a pattern interrupt. And one of the best vehicles to do that is by using a, the introduction, which you could use a, um, a, a non-qualified or an unqualified introduction. I help people's bodies work better, and which logically then flows into how do you do that? 
or the qualified one, I'm a proactive chiropractor. So the next steps after that then, if we're wanting to communicate chiropractic is, the more that you know about that other person, the more personalized you can make that. And so um, getting having some understanding of them. So if they say that you're, uh, they ask questions, it's often better if you, before you sort of go into what you do, you just say, oh, look, I'm sort of curious. What, what do you do? What, what, what sort of work do you do? So that then you have the ability to possibly personalize the information. Um, so the way that you could then personalize the information would be using a strategy that we've spoken about in previous uh episodes of the podcast called bridging and bridging is where we go through the different levels of health awareness leading from the lowest to the highest so let's say i was talking to somebody in a party and they said that they were a teacher then they asked me what do you do i'm a proactive chiropractor and they would say i don't i've seen a chiropractor but i don't understand what's what's the proactive part about it and then I could say something like, oh, so look, what a lot of people think of when they think of a chiropractor is somebody that they might go and see if they had back pain, neck pain, headaches, those sort of things. And certainly that's a, a, a lot of the reasons that people first see us. And so we do see people with those sort of pains and other sort of symptoms that are related to the way that the spine and nervous system's working. What a lot of people don't know is that often people will choose to continue care after that so that we can help um, make sure that their spine and nervous system and in fact their whole body is kind of working at a higher level so that we can minimize the chance of those sort of pe- those sort of problems coming back and then for a lot of people like you who you know got busy stressful jobs where there's a lot of demands and um, you're often working with a lot of competing demands from students and parents and administrators and all those sort of things we proactively um, see them to fine-tune the way their body works and people often find that they've got more energy they're more resilient that when you their body works better they're able to do all the things that they want to do both with work and outside of that because their body's working at that high level and that's sort of what we help people with and so by bridging in that way by first of all not making them wrong at any time for any pre any existing understanding they may have and um, creating some space for a new understanding of chiropractic and then using a yes and based approach like bridging we can lead people along to a completely new level of understanding of chiropractic so that's it for under the influence this week catch you next week if you enjoyed today's episode then you will love the mastering daily interactions online workshop It's a three-part online workshop that will show you an exact framework that you can use on every visit to make sure that your patients or clients are getting that drip, drip, drip feed of information that will help them create a greater connection to the understanding at the core of chiropractic. You see, the truth of it is that people change beliefs or learn new beliefs gradually and they learn them based on their experience so you can have the best report of findings in the world but if you don't have that reinforcement over time of a specific efficient structure that allows you to connect and create individualized value on every visit then you're never going to get as good a results so check out the mastering daily interactions website at insideoutpractices.com